0: My name is Kim Sanabria. I'm a professor in the Department of Language and Cognition. And I teach um, composition mostly at this point to the students who are trying to pass the university requirements in reading and writing. So they're just on the cusp of entering their majors. And I've been at Hostos for about 16 years. And I've taught all levels of ESL which is my field, and now I'm moving more into um, the upper levels of ESL and composition. And um, I was thinking about Hostos because this is the 50th year anniversary. And, you know, when Hostos was founded then, I was 11 years old and in England, where I come from, and I was just starting a school in a town which was quite a long way away from where i was born where i come from because i had passed some high level you know they considered entrance exam to get into the special school this was really important to me i think because i was the first person in my family to actually go to school at all after the age of about eight or nine years old. So my parents, neither one of them, had gone to school after they were nine. And when I was 11, I got accepted to a school which was then, I think, going to have a real big impact on my life because it was the first time I had been around people who, you know, whose parents were things like doctors and lawyers and you know, professionals whereas everybody I'd ever known in my entire life were manual workers, factory workers. I came from the East End of London. I was born in the East End, and I grew up in a town, a dormitory town outside London, where, you know, the highest thing you could really aspire to was kind of being a builder or, you know, my father was uh, delivered milk to houses and he had to begin work every day at four o'clock in the morning. And I had to go with him even at the age of like three, four, five, six, seven to work because my mother was working all night in a cigarette factory. So, you know, I think that that is one reason that I felt very comfortable at Hostos because, you know, I can relate to the students in that way. I see them, you know, as coming from a background where they don't have the support of many students who go to college, the support of families who understand what they're doing, the support of money um, that can purchase them books and other necessities that they need for college. And that was very similar to me my background, even though it was in a completely different country, different environment. But, you know, I was not a stranger to the challenges of poverty or, you know, a lack of education in my background. So, you know, I think Hostos is very, very pivotal for these students. The students, for me, are like heroes, they are overcoming all kinds of obstacles to get themselves here, just to get themselves in the door. You know, They are working. They have families. Sometimes they're working two jobs. I had a student who was working all night in uh, a bakery and then coming straight to class and doing all the homework. And I asked him, well, when do you sleep? And he said, Professor, I only sleep three or four days a week. The other times I have to sleep in the factory for a few hours before I begin my next shift, you know. And this is sort of sadly, you know, more common among a lot of the students than than you would want. You know, they're really struggling, a lot of them. And you have to really give them credit for that. They've got this dream of, you know, using an educational platform to improve their lives and the lives of their families and their communities. And they are to be lauded and praised because they're, they're for me, they're really like, like heroes. And they know, <laughs> they know a lot of stuff that we don't give them credit for. They know how to struggle. They know how to work They know how to commit themselves to something. They know how to help each other. They know how to take pride in their backgrounds. Um, And all of these things, you know, are so important. It's like what everybody in the world should be striving for. So for me, you know, I'm, I'm really so happy to be spending my time among, you know, these wonderful people that have so much to teach all of us. The other thing I love OSTOS for are the, not just the students, but everybody that works here. You know, the faculty, the staff, the people that, you know, come and clean for us and people who, you know, help us to get our IDs and to make our copies and just everybody is so amazing. I've met so many fantastic people here. Um, and I think that Hostos is really special because of that. Um, maybe the size gives it, the small size gives it that intimacy that is really lacking in other places, even in other community colleges, even in other CUNY colleges, and definitely at some of these big colleges, you know, um. People know your name here and they know you and they're constantly sharing you know tips about you know what they're reading what they're doing for fun you know what their hobbies are what their new interests are and that's something that's really tremendous I think you know I mean I like to think that everybody and I think that everybody in the world is special and we all have our own worlds and our own stories to tell. But you know, there's something about the people at Ostos that are just super special. They support each other. Um, they're tolerant of each other. They understand that people are different and it doesn't bother them. You know, they, they are able to overcome those differences and find common ground in which to work together. So I think, um, for me, that's like what makes Hostos really incredibly special. Uh, the other thing I love about Hostos, of course, is that the Spanish, even though I was born in England, I studied French and Spanish. And as soon as I was kind of, you know, able to work for myself, which was around the age of 15 or 16, I went to France to work, and then I went to Spain to work, and then in the, let me see, I must have been about 23, I decided to travel to South America, to Latin America, and I actually went from New York to Bolivia on a bus, something that took me, you know, about two years to do. I was with uh, a couple of friends. I was with one friend in particular, and we travelled, you know, by bus all the way only to Bolivia because in Bolivia we ran out of money. And we also, there was, we were thrown out of the country basically because there was uh, political unrest. Um, We went through... Countries. We went through Nicaragua after the revolution, just after the revolution. We went through Ecuador, you know, we went through Mexico, Guatemala, these countries where people are just so different. And, but I loved it because I, you know, I love Spanish. I studied Spanish and I was able to really kind of live, you know, what the experience of Latin America was like and see it firsthand, you know, um, the good parts and the parts that are more challenging, the poverty and the struggle as well. So, you know, at Ostos it's interesting because I'm from England, but I speak Spanish. Um, And when I'm not in class... Most people I know at Hostos speak to me in Spanish. It's just the normal kind of conversation that comes up between us. You know, at home we speak Spanish and English, and here I speak English and Spanish as well. So, you know, that's that's a special thing for me about Hostos as well because it's kind of deeply rooted in me, this Spanish part of my life. So, Hostos is great for me in that way too. Well, I think my hobby, as everybody who knows me is sick of hearing about, mm-hmm. but my hobby is that I like to walk the Camino de Santiago every year, which is a 500 mile trek through northern Spain, a pilgrimage. Mm-hmm. And one of the lessons that I think I've really learned over the six or seven years I've been walking this trail is that we walk in the pathway of people who've come before us, and we owe such a debt of gratitude to people who have been here before. You know, we think things, we're born into the world, we think things just sort of exist because we're seeing them for the first time. But in fact, a lot of work has been put into making things exist for you. And I think that at Hostos, um one thing that's very important to me is to recognize the work that people have done before so that we can get where we are now. The programs that have been put in place the um, initiatives that have been built, you know, the whole history of Ostos is tremendously um, important for us as we move forward. And I think that, you know, our challenge is to, to look back and recognize, you know, where we've come from, where Ostos has come from. Hostos was born out of a struggle for the right to an education. And that struggle, even though we might not see it on a daily basis, you know, is still there. It it doesn't stop existing just because we're not conscious of it on a daily basis. So my lesson would be that I've learned is that, you know, this enterprise that we're involved in, is basically like taking a baton from people who've been carrying it and going forward, you know, and it's important to not drop the baton because ultimately I think we're all links in a chain and we have to preserve that chain going forward because we're relying on the chain in order to simply exist. It's like a relay. Yeah, like a relay race. <laughs> Not a race. It's life. You know? Anyway. Anything else? So Danella, what else can I talk about? Um. Why do you teach? How did you find yourself becoming a professor? <laughs> well, that was actually an accident. <clears throat> You know, as I told you, I came from a family that didn't, they had a lot to offer me in terms of love and support. They did not have anything to offer me in terms of money or experience with what it would be like to join the professional world, anything other than sort of factory work. They couldn't, they didn't know anything except for that. Well, it was an accident. It was an accident because, you know, I started, I started to travel. Um, I went to France, I went to Spain first. And I thought, wow, you know, the world is so big. I just want to travel and travel and travel. Incidentally, I still want to do that. And I do a lot of traveling. I love it. But you know, I had to find some way of being able to travel, and so what came naturally was to use my 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 knowledge of languages um, in order to get a job, and then I fell into teaching English, and that's really why I started teaching English. You know, my degree is not in English. What is- Is in Spanish. I have a PhD in Spanish. Me too. And my BA is in French and Spanish translation and interpreting. But I started teaching English just as a way to make money. So that's why I say it was an accident, me, me teaching English. But I found that I liked it, you know, and I like I like languages. I like language learning, and I'm interested in the whole sort of theory behind it. So that's how I started teaching English. And what is the theory behind it? What is the? The theory behind teaching or learning other languages. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, it has various branches, you know, the study of syntax and lexicography and... uh, you know, the study of language evolution, second language acquisition theory, bilingualism, linguistics, various branches of linguistics. And I've studied that a lot and I continue to study that a lot because it's like the basis, the theoretical basis of, you know, what I I like to do in a practical uh, way in my life. It's important to know that... You know there's a study of language and language acquisition that that can help people learn languages faster and what is what are some of those methods that help people <laughs> learn <laughs> languages faster i've I've spoken to three students who've learned English in the last six mm-hmm. years here, whether it's with Start. Or any other language programs that they have here in mm-hmm. us. I'm bilingual myself. Mm-hmm. But I just want to know from you, from someone who <laughs> studied it. Well, you know, I'm Before a big myself. believer in, um, you know, you can talk the talk, but you've got to walk the walk as well. So there's nothing, I mean, I learned really my languages in a combination of methods, both through studying. Hard and through living the language hard in environments. And for me, nothing can replace that. the actual living, you know. But studying can make learning a language much faster and, and better. So, you know, um, I think a combination of, of the theory and the practice is what makes learning a language fast, better. Um, I Can I tell you a story? I um, When I was 54, I went to a ski resort for the first time and I was trying to learn just to ski. I figured, well, I could do this, you know. I thought I could do this completely on my own. That was a big mistake. You cannot learn to ski on your own. You can't. I thought, well, you know, I've learned a lot of other things on my own. I can learn to ski on my own. That was impossible. And then I met Eve, my ski instructor. And he taught me some real lessons. And I have to tell you, like, skiing was terrifying to me. It was really scary. Because I realized, like, all these other people were doing it, and I could not do it. And, but Eve taught me, look do this. He gave me some lessons and then he said, okay, now go away and practice that for 10 hours and then come back tomorrow. And I found that that was really helpful. I needed a little bit of instruction and then I needed a lot of practice on my own. And I think it's the same with learning a language. You do need instruction because if you just try and pick it up all by yourself, you can't but with a little bit of instruction that on its own is not enough you need a lot of practice so in my classes i try to build that in to what we're doing you know we'll study a little bit of the rules and the theories we'll talk about things but then the students need a lot a lot of You know, them finding their own way to learn the material. And I think professors, any instructor in anything, has to respect that. Because it's ultimately not about teaching. It's about learning. And the students are the ones who have to learn. You can't do that for them.